and we are officially underway with your 18-19 Timberwolves season. Welcome to episode 87 of Wolves Cast, the show that is prepared to make sweeping judgments based off of one regular season game. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're here. We're back. The regular season is upon us. I've done a personal rebrand for the season. It's now Scott with one T. One T. Just one T. One T. You can only. probably hear the difference in my voice. Rob has two B's. Scott. Rob with an H. Rob with an H. Sorry. That's what it is. Uh, sorry, that was H. Uh, and two B's. But. And Neil just staying the same, <laughs> keeping it consistent. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll stay the same. I'll change my spelling maybe at some point. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. You have found Wolf's Cast. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you're uh, new to the show, uh, we're a weekly Timberwolves podcast. You know, I, I feel like we need to remember that there might be new people, right? Yeah, new people listening. Uh, well, hopefully, 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 you know. it's not just the same old dummies every single time. Thank you for listening, all you dummies. Um, but yeah, you can, um, however you found us is probably a good way to listen to the show. Otherwise, you know, get us on a podcast app, you know, find your favorite podcast app, look for our show. Uh, we do, uh, like chapters and different stuff that's, uh, you know, interesting in a, in a podcast app setting. Otherwise you can just listen on Canis Hoopus. That's right. That's our home. That's where we live. That's where the shows go up and we make other things for Canis Hoopus. So you can find us there as well. Yeah, absolutely. You'll probably be seeing the Wolf's Cast Digest come back. Ooh, ooh. You see anything fun or quirky or trivial or just any wacky <laughs> things going on with the team, send it our way. I'll get it into the Digest. I'm excited for, for the Supas. Digest to be back. That's right. We, but we need you to send all the silly stuff to me because I'm not going to do all that research on my own. Right. We, we, uh, we collect all, all those things and put it together for one big post. If you're new um, to the podcast yeah. and you're looking for some like insider analysis or some kind of analytical uh, breaking, breaking down of X's and O's or yeah, even us relying on our sources to break news, you've come to the wrong place. We can yeah. recommend some other Timberwolves podcasts. You'll run find there. Run away. But if you want a Timberwolves co- podcast that has, it's in the upper echelon of Timberwolves podcast sound quality wise. Yeah. Raised by uh, raised by wolves, AM fifteen hundred. They get those AM fifteen hundred studios. They also sound good. But they got the best equipment. on the whole. You know, uh, we sound pretty good, and <laughs> we'll take that. We got the best sound drops. We got the best uh, theme music for our different segments, and we're probably the silliest. We're definitely the only wolves podcast that plays a game at the end of every episode. That's right. We got segments. We got fun stuff. Maybe the lighter side of uh, of wolves fandom over here. Um, but yeah, we're we're excited to get it going. It's our what our, our third season doing this. Fourth so, season. Fourth season. Sorry. Third wow. season as wolves cast. Right. Yeah. Season one was as Timberwolves. Timberwolves the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, we're excited to be back for another year, despite all the weird circumstances. I but, uh, am excited for another year because of all the weird circumstances, hey, not despite them. Neil. There we go. I like that attitude. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty different. The Timberwolves um, have never been normal. And right. We never will be. So never, ever. just got to embrace the strange, my friends. This is what normal is for us. I like that. You're, you're absolutely right in that way. Last year was an anomaly in the sense that it was mostly positive winning basketball, you know, and that was the weird year. And this everybody, everybody was so tormented last year. They're like, we're winning, but it's not fun. I'd rather go back to that yeah. team with Zach Levine that only won 29 games, but it was fun. And guys no. liked being with each other. Yeah, I don't get so that people, with that. People didn't even enjoy it last year. And now it's like, haha, you should have enjoyed it, you suckers, because now we're back to turmoil <laughs> turmoil is here and uh the regular season is here so to start off every show we usually dig into a little uh week recap where we talk about uh, quickly talk about uh, the games that happened um in the in the week prior and uh we finally have a game one game one game is better than zero games 
Timberwolves played Wednesday night, kicked off their season in Texas, in San Antonio for the second year in a row. And um, the Wolves lost uh, 112-108 at the hands of DeMar DeRozan and uh, the San Antonio Aldridge. Oh, yeah. LaMarcus was great. Big boy. Too big to handle. He played 42 minutes. He played all game. (laughs) Yeah, we Wolves always have uh, trouble with him. We just don't have a guy who can body him up, you know. We don't have the size to contain him. But uh, it was good to good to have the team back. Good to have regular season basketball. You know, full full squad. Jimmy Butler in the in the in uniform. He did not play in any of the preseason games. So you know those. He looked rusty. He he looked a little rusty. He looked um, missing a lot of point blank bunnies around. That the was the only thing. The rest of him, he looked um, you know he looked quick. He looked his, some of his, his jumpers were, was there. All of his jumpers were short. The ones that he missed. He made he made a couple of jumpers, including yep. a really good corner three at the end of the game. Wow. But. Uh, a lot of his jumpers where he was wide open, they just hit front of the rim. You could tell yep. his legs weren't there quite yet. Yeah, defense looked all right though, and you know seemed to be you know running the floor okay. And and uh, Tibbs said after the game he was actually surprised by his conditioning and stuff. So you know he's getting back into the swing of things. He hasn't played an NBA game in, since April, <laughs> I think. So yep. been a minute, been a minute for him. But just good to have the team back. Good to hear Jim Peterson, and Dave Benz on the call. Teaching, dropping knowledge, all that stuff. So um, definitely liked hearing that. It's good to feel things. Good to feel NBA basketball I, happening. Like, I'm a pretty uh, – my demeanor in life is pretty even keel, I feel like. And so I don't feel like really high highs or low lows too much. I'm kind of, you know, on the level most of the time. Like and then that. I was sitting there watching the Wolves game, and I'm all <laughs> twisted it. up and stressed, and I'm pulling my hair out in the fourth corner. When threes are going in, I'm pumping my fist, and I've just got this level of stress that I haven't felt since the NBA season last year. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is uh, what it's like to be emotionally invested in a team to this extent. Yeah. Because even the Twins are so bad, it was like you couldn't even feel like that towards the Twins this year. So it was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I forgot what this is like. This team is making me feel something already. and Maybe that's enough. I thought uh, Jeff Teague had a wonderful game. Great to see him. He looked good in the preseason. He was one of the few bright spots of the preseason right away. Looked like an NBA player out there, ready to go. Like Just quick and athletic and just had real, really nice handle last night. Had a couple amazing moves in the lane last night, so or Wednesday night, so... Well, yeah, Jeff you know, Teague was the, to me was the standout for the Wolves. He was playing against the Spurs third string guards, uh, so <laughs> yes. you would hope you'd be a little all right on that. Yeah, I mean, Bryn Forbes uh, uh, starting there, I believe. Yeah, uh, after Deontay Murray out for yeah. the season, his and backup Derek White. Derek White, and there was one more backup who got hurt in there as well. Yeah, Lonnie Walker, who's yeah. their rookie. You know, he's, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so you would hope, you would down. hope Jeff Teague would come out. Also, he was great. Uh, in light of what we just talked about with the Spurs, do you feel Kawhi's a little more justified? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like he's. Like yeah. the Spurs doctors don't know. I don't want these guys touching me. And then it's like three of these guys get injured yeah. in like two weeks for the Spurs. Yeah, Spurs racked with injuries right now. So yeah. I'm happy Teague went off. I was thinking the other day. This is just a Jeff Teague aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he had a really good game, I never feel like Jeff Teague is really controlling the game as the point guard. You know, I don't think he's ever controlling the flow. Mm. When he's doing well, he's like slashing and driving in and kind of like what we saw last night but it was still just feels like when he gets his touches he does his moves but uh i just don't feel like he's ever in complete control of the game like some of the best point guards yeah he's are. not really a floor general set it up maestro type of guy more like ricky was uh but you know 
Those shots were going in. He was getting in the paint. He's beating his man off the dribble. That looked good. And you know, when he gets an open three point shot, and those are really the only ones he takes. He yeah. never takes his contested no. shots. Yeah. Uh, but when he gets flat footed, looks at the rim, and then takes an, an open shot, I feel good. I'm yeah. like, that's going in. Yeah, he's got a nice compact motion. Real, really nice shot. So. Yeah, they look good. A couple of them went in. Um, He's looking strong, Wednesday. too. He can put on some muscle. Muscle watch. Any other players from the game last night that you thought either good or bad you know, surprised you a little bit? I, Andrew Wiggins had a good game, I thought. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I know he had a rough start with a couple bad shots, yeah, but then he made fades. some threes, made some really good floaters. Uh, he was aggressive all game. Yeah, I like to see it. Rebounding well, playing good, good defense, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little, I mean, he was playing way better than Derrick Rose was on Bellinelli, but I mean, Bellinelli still off ball got around him a couple times, but he did a lot better containing Bellinelli than anyone else on our team did. So I thought it was a really good game from Andrew, and hopefully we can see that kind of thing for him all season. Yeah, good game for Wig for sure, especially in the final three quarters good game for the wolves just in the final three quarters they start off slow they gave up a lot of points in the first but after that they really took it to them and it was a really quality game yeah if i told you that uh towns was gonna foul out and only score eight points you probably assume we were gonna lose to the spurs by like 10 points or something not be in a tie game with 40 seconds left or something so um i you know we always joke about moral victories and you know how usually that's the only kind of victories the timberwolves know but uh it was definitely a moral victory yesterday i felt like that's right well, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, you know, the team. Especially because it's just like we had so many shots at the rim that just fall out. We were so unlucky at the rim. And some of that yeah. is the Spurs do have lots of great big guys. You know, they've got uh, Aldridge, they've got Gasol, yeah. they've got Pirtle, they've got Bertans, who's pretty tall as well. Yeah. So when it comes up towards the rim, you know, there is going to be a lot of contested shots making it a little bit harder. But, man, didn't it feel like there's at least eight shots that could have oh, yeah. gone in at the rim? And that would have been a completely different game, you know? Yep. Couple rim outs. That's how it goes. But uh, so good, good all first all, game, especially considering the, how bad the preseason was. You know, I felt yeah. like this was a good, this could have gone a lot, a lot of different. We got ways. we got waxed in the preseason. <laughs> like it wasn't even close. Just blowouts. Like we we looked like we didn't even care. And turns out we didn't because when the actual game started counting, we, we brought it, and that's good news. Remember, we need Jimmy Butler. We need him. You ain't winning <laughs> shit without me. <laughs> we need him. Okay, um, we have a new segment uh, we're going to start with here. And, um, you know, it's something that we're going to, until Jimmy's traded, you know, there's going to be lots of drama. So uh, let's introduce our new segment. As the wolf howls. As the wolf howls. That is our soap opera that we have created. And um, it feels like a soap opera around here. It's a soap opera. The only thing that we need is like we find out that this Jimmy Butler, who's been a jerk, is actually his evil twin, Wardo Butler. (laughs) (laughs) Wardo is a weird name that I just came up with. Wario. Yeah. It's like (laughs) with Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, And he's like the real Jimmy is like locked up in Paris drinking wine or something. And this is like. This wasn't the real Jimmy. It's been Wah Jimmy the entire time. He's like, wah, wah, wah. That's right. So this is the segment where we talk about, you know, we're the, we're the, the latest, the updates and all the, you know, the, the Jimmy Butler uh, trade saga happens. You know, the news is coming fast and furious. feels like every few days the whole situation changes. And until he's traded, there's going to be drama. And we're going to cover it here. Uh, and as the wolf howls, first things first, uh, Glenn Taylor. Drove, uh, well, I don't know if he drove. He wrote, he, he found his way to Minneapolis and uh, met with Jimmy Butler and, um, and uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau and, and Wolf's front office. And they all got on the same page, apparently. You know, they all talked about, all right, let's, let's, I don't think they're in the down. same book, Neil. Ah, 
Well, they, they talked about something, and if you believe what Glenn said, you know, they, they basically agreed that, uh, you know, the organization would, would uh, attempt to trade Jimmy, do their best to, to move on from him, and he would suit up and, and uh, do his best to help the, the Wolves win games. So they kind of came to some sort of agreement or whatever, and they all met. So, I, I, you know, that, that was kind of notable because I feel like um, – you know, I think Jerry Zagoda, who's no longer with us on the Wolves beat, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted, you know, retweeted someone who said, you know, in all his years, he had never really seen Taylor at Wolves practice. So it was very notable to see Glenn just around the sidelines at practice. So that, that, that seemed interesting to me, you know, that he, he would come in and, and, you know, make his presence known. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for coming in from Mankato. <laughs> yeah, must have been weird for him. Um, yeah. So uh, the drama, it never stops. It seems like, Neil, here's my question. And. I think we, we we probably actually let me just ask it. Do you think that this is a setup by Butler and Tibbs and that this whole thing was something they, they thought of where he's like, oh, it's going to be I'm going to demand a trade request and then I'm going to come into this practice and say you all need me. And then it'll really uh, reaffirm my primacy as the alpha player in this clubhouse. You're saying, yeah, there's steps ahead of us. You know, yeah, that there like was never chess. really any uh, Jimmy never really wanted to be traded. It was all just moves to cement him and Tibbs power. I sure hope so. That would be incredible. That would be, you know, that would be just be next level blowing our minds like you know like just you know you guys you know we're, we're over here you guys are way back there we got this figured out yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I, hilarious. I mean it would be hilarious it, it would be unprecedented as far as i know in the history of the nba it'd be sad though because obviously glenn wouldn't be in on this and glenn would would honestly be like calling up pat riley being like do you guys want to trade and like yeah. every other organization in the nba thinks we actually want to trade and like the only two people who know otherwise are tibbs and butler and they're just laughing them to themselves they're all in on it, and at this point, it could be, it could be, it could be. All right, another thing uh, for As the Wolf Howls, uh, Sham Sharania at um, The Athletic had a, after uh, Wednesday night's game, uh, had a post on The Athletic, and he seemed to have some, uh, you know, exclusive quotes from Jimmy. Uh, I didn't see these quotes anywhere else. Some some in depth stuff about you know where the team is right now and what's happening and and notably sort of what he's telling the team about Tom Thibodeau. Uh, uh, so quoting Jimmy here, he said uh, what well, he told the team. Uh, Jimmy quote just hoop. I told them, and I think that I can get Tibbs to relax a little bit. Butler told the Athletic he's never going to say anything about offense as long as you go down there and play with effort on def- on the defensive end and get a couple stops. It's whenever you're not getting stops that he starts yelling. I think Tibbs has calmed down a lot, and guys are playing with effort. It's never going to be about offense. We're always going to score enough points. It's all about getting stops. I'm never happy. So, you know, that was interesting, just sort of like, because this is the first time where it's sort of like Jimmy's now back in the fold and sort of like with his guys and like fighting for his guys a little bit. I, I don't know, get I, it. I don't I don't get it's it. It's all very strange, but to me, it's on like, one moment he's on Tibbs' side, now he's on the player's side. And that's what's notable to me. It's like, what's going on here? He's, he's trying like, to be like the good guy and also the bad guy. Like, I don't get yeah, it. He creates this like media like kerfuffle and then now he's like smoothing it over here. You know, he's like purposely out there like trashing his teammates like in the media and now he's like, got their back in the locker room. Yeah, saying, what a Don't team player. I didn't go on ESPN last week and call you guys soft on national television. I didn't no. fly a reporter out here. No, I'm trying to help you. I didn't cuss you out in practice and then make you look terrible, you know? So, other notes from this 
piece that I thought were interesting. Uh, Butler uh, apparently, you know, wearing his Jordan sweatsuits uh, during warmups, which is he's defending as something he's done in the past. I haven't seen it. I don't remember that. And then, uh, very notably, apparently cutting off the Timberwolves logo from his shorts. Uh, that is my swag is crazy right now. Whoa. That is some next level stuff right there. That is that is petty. That is symbolic. All the above. Very interesting. That you and I were chatting before the pod that uh, I noticed yesterday at the game before they walked out on the court, they did their little circle up before the yes, tip off. right before tip. And Jimmy wasn't wearing his jersey. He was just wearing his under ar- his you know Nike Under Armour or whatever. You know, his, his, uh, he just changed out of his Jordan uh, jumpsuit first. That, that's right. He put the jersey on last second. And I don't want to make a big deal out of this because we said last season, especially after halftime, you would see him come out without his jersey on and he put it on last minute. So maybe it's not a drama thing, but it's a lot more fun if we act like it is and we share some tea here. I think that he's going to take off that jersey every time he doesn't have to wear that jersey. It's like LeBron when he left the Cavs the first time we take it, took it off while he was Ripped walking it. off the court. I think you're going to see Jimmy take off that jersey so much this season. Well, it's notable because it was like the first game, the first shot of right before they're going to go out. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe the FSN, you know, the FSN director must have been pulling this hair at that point it's like no this is not now it's perfect <laughs> right here the cameraman walks right up to jimmy's back and shows him what he's the only player in the huddle without his jersey on so symbolic crazy um yeah and then one more thing that i thought was interesting from the shams piece was um uh this part here where this is uh shams who wrote uh, so how long will it take for the front office to pull off a blockbuster. Those around the franchise believe Thibodeau and Taylor plan to use the first few games of the regular season, potentially up to one month, to allow this roster to mesh and trade offers to develop again. End uh, quote there from Shams. That, um, I thought that was interesting. First time we've seen sort of like a, a little bit of a timeline put on this, um, how long they're going to go into the season and, and try and you know get, get some better trade offers. I heard Woj today on his own podcast with Zach Lowe. Kind of saying the same thing, kind of confirming the same thing. The team is is hoping, and he and Woj does believe that the offers will get a little bit better here as teams go into their first month, realize that their rosters are maybe not quite what they thought they are, or maybe hey, we're, we might be contenders. We are one piece away from being a contender, and the offers will potentially get a little bit better, hopefully in a month or so for the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, there's always the hope that in a month or so, you know. The people who sign the season, like, let's say we want a, a heat trade and we want Wayne Ellington to yeah. come back. Well, you can't trade for Wayne Ellington right now. He was recently signed. Until, so if you wait until December 15th, that's right. yeah. then you can get the man with the golden arm coming back to Minnesota, making it Wayne. Mm-hmm. So I, and it's not just Wayne. There's lots of players who are under similar things where they can't be traded right away. So just by the sheer uh, options that will open up to you, you know, you would think that the trades will get better. I mean, there's obviously yeah. the danger of like what if Josh Richardson has a breakout month and then all of a sudden his price increases he's off the table I mean it could go the opposite way he could get injured or play poorly and then his price goes down but it's a risky game to play uh, at that I wanted to share this from uh, at Fantelli Key Sane oh of course Great tweeter. I yeah. retweeted this last night yeah. during the game. He says, this is, there is a painfully hilarious amount of subtext happening in this game, just like we were talking about with Jimmy not wearing the jersey. There's so much. It, it, it's going to be so fun to read into it, even if we don't have to. Like, after Jimmy's breakaway dunk, Jeff Teague was the only one who jumped off the bench, bench to cheer. Yes. Subtext. You know, we're going to be able to read into everything this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's do full court press. Here's the tip. 
First things first, uh, you know, Full Court Press, uh, again, for those of you who are new to the show, it's where we kind of run down the three biggest uh, topics of uh, the last week. So first up, Butler suits up and plays. That was, this is something that, um, you know, a couple weeks ago seemed sort of impossible. <laughs> you know, all the events, all the craziness did not seem, once again, yeah, once again, Neil, it's possible. We did predict it on our last pod when we, we had play. A, well not the last pod we did Jeopardy last pod but two pods ago was the emergency Jimmy Butler pod yeah and we predicted when he was going to be traded and I said he's he's suiting up to start the season there you go I was right it is possible so if it happened though you know I feel like there was moments over the last couple of weeks notably when the practice the whole practice scenario I just thought you you can't you have to leave, you have to get rid of this guy right now and it didn't happen everything is sort of calmed down at least for the moment and and he suited up and played for the team and to me that's just the biggest news that there is right now it's the most interesting and important part of this early season is that we did not reach the explosion point that we all thought it would get to and jimmy's a timberwolf for the time being and going off our large one game sample size yes, so far so, into the so season big, so notable so far in the short term it's not hurting us it seems like it's kind no. of the same feel as last season who knows if we lose three games in a row, what will happen in the clubhouse. Maybe it will be a short-term thing. But as of right now, it seems like in the short term, it's not killing us. you got to worry about the damage in the long term, though. If Cat really did tell Glenn Taylor, I'm not signing this extension unless you assure me this Butler thing's taken care of. And then the Butler thing doesn't get taken care of. Yeah, Cat's going to really feel slighted by Glenn in a way that uh, has not boded very well when previous <laughs> players have been treated that way. And he's dealing with Glenn, who, who doesn't know shit about basketball. But- <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be interesting to follow how it affects the team. Yeah, it does seem like there are certain players, um, notably Timberwolves players, but other players as well who kind of have Jimmy's side in this. Not not that they defend all his actions, but you know that they kind of ride with him in the sense of like, you know, we know he's here to play with us, and we know that he wants to, you know, win. You know, at least in the in the immediate future, um, even if he's not going to re-sign. You know, I think guys like Teague and and maybe even like Tolliver have like said certain things that and even Wiggins has. Wiggins- well, yeah, he's Wiggins publicly too. saying, like, you want him on your team. This so is the guy you like want on your Wiggins team. So Wiggins is going to be saying this stuff. He's apparently someone who has allegedly been, you know, you know, targeted by, by Butler with some of his remarks, you know, calling him soft and stuff. So, you know, it's all very strange how sort of these guys have come back around on, on Butler. But I guess that's how it is when, you know, an all-NBA pl- this is an all-NBA player. This is one of the best guys in the league. You know, you, you might not like his actions and the way he's handling it all. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to win games and no one else on the team provides you a better chance to do that than Jimmy Butler. This is a it's a it's a crisis of egos, really. Yeah. And Andrew has proven again he has seemingly no ego. He's an unflappable guy that Andrew Wiggins. Straight doesn't care. And then a lot of the other players like Teague or Taj, even there are more supporting cast, so you know, they don't really care about it. I think it's a battle of Cat and Jimmy. I think Cat's the guy who's getting hurt the most by this. And unfortunately, that's the guy we need to take care of the most. So even though it seems like a lot of the role players are falling in line, and even Andrew Wiggins seems to be all right with it if we ju- just take him at his word, it's Cat who I'm most worried about. He's hitting up. Next up, uh, Glenn Taylor, um, the media friendly Glenn Taylor, uh, went in on his own newspaper, enlisted his oldest friend. We got to get some Glenn Taylor drops. <laughs> My name <laughs> is Glenn. He's in the media now. I'll, I'll get some for next show. Um, they did an interview with Sid Hartman. They both uh, talked about prune juice and walkers and I don't know. What else will you talk about? 1940s cinema. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All that stuff. And um, yeah, a little sit down. Glenn Taylor. Um, and, you know, Glenn basically let him know that everything is okay. You know, Tibbs is not on the hot seat. 
Uh, Glenn's not considering selling the team. Uh, you know, they're going to try and trade Jimmy, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's here, he's here for the first part of the season anyway. And, and I just, uh, thought it was, you know, I, I just wish Glenn would stop doing interviews. First of all, I mean, I don't follow any teams as closely as I follow the Timberwolves, but I follow the NBA pretty closely. And it doesn't seem like most owners are out here in the media doing podcast appearances with yeah. Doogie Wolfson and stuff like this. I mean, most owners, when you hear from them, it's like a quote they had at like a season ticket member like obligation that they have. Like, yeah. th- and that's it. None of these guys are going Unless on TV. You got your like Cubans or you know Dolans, but otherwise, yeah. most of the time, the owner is you know. Quiet in the shadows. It doesn't seem good. I want media availability for the rest of the guys, all the players, whatever. That's part of their contract, and I want to hear from them. But I, sorry, I don't want to hear from the owner. Really, I want well, all your stuff like, behind the scenes. It's hard to tell with Glenn whether he's just being disingenuous and and saying stuff that he doesn't actually mean, or if he just is so ineffective as an owner and as a leader in this organization that it doesn't matter what he says because the the stronger personalities in this organization are going to have their way anyway. Yeah. Um, there's a history of Glenn saying, oh, we're not going to trade Ricky Rubio. He gets traded or, <laughs> you know, we're not going to make flip the coach and also flips the coach, you know. So um, it just it's a bad look because it just makes him look ineffective or disingenuous. And, yeah. um, you know, and he also looks like kind of like ah, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> He's going to make some goosebumps jokes about his appearance, but I'm not going to. I'm yeah, above yeah, that. We'll, yeah, we'll leave appearance out of it. Just like, come on, man. First of all, like. to go into the media and say that like you don't mind how Tibbs has handled this like that is uh, I don't know I mean I guess he's got to put on the face it's just like yeah exactly you have to put on the face but this is why the interview is not doing you any favors because you either have to you either have to act like you're okay with Tibbs which might make sense to present a strong front sure be like I don't want to see I don't want us to seem divided so other teams will take advantage of us we got to seem like we're in lockstep here and also, the, it's called the dreaded vote of confidence. A lot of times in sports, yep. before someone gets uh, fired, they get the full vote of confidence the from the ownership. Yes. We have our full confidence uh. in Paul Molitor, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye, Paul. You know, So uh, it could be something like that. But it's, it's just like he's not making anything better by this. Well, and you mentioned earlier, just, just a few minutes ago, what if like Thibodeau and Butler, this is all premeditated. To me, I'm hoping that this is what's happening with Glenn. I hope we're the dummies who don't know what we're doing back here and we're just eating all this up that he's talking about when really this is all a ruse to calm the you know the you know the the madness and to maybe get the trade market going again is oh Thibodeau's not going anywhere and you know, we're fine holding on to Butler. To me, I hope that Glenn is smarter than we're giving him credit for here and this is all part of something in order to get Butler out of here and get a better deal for him. I'm I'm hoping that's the case, but obviously there's no way to know that. And also point. even if that is the case, you're riling up your your fans by doing that yeah. because there's a lot of fans who want Tibbs fired and I don't know if I agree with that necessarily you know that's a big conversation but it's a lot more nuanced than yes or no but I just think that uh, he's riling up those fans by putting saying stuff like that yeah so go check out the piece it's on Star Tribune the Glenn Taylor owns Star Tribune and he's dealing with Glenn who who doesn't know shit about basketball he's on fire all right uh, one more piece here uh, we're talking about food yes we're going away from the courts and into the concourse that's right it's uh, one of the things where we, are, we excel oh, at we're very excited we're very excited this is one of the joys of a new season new food items uh, to consume when you're at Target Center enjoying Wolves basketball this season there there might be other Timberwolves podcasts that do food reviews but we're the only one with this dedicated theme music for we're, our food reviews we're, <laughs> we're the only one that really matters with it and uh, the biggest news is that uh, Hubert's the bar restaurant that is sort of uh, it is connected to Target formerly Center. known as Hubert's formerly known 
know as Hubert's. Um, you know, you know it from uh, what Target Plaza. Target Plaza, I believe, is what they call that. Uh, you know, faces out to those areas. Um, there will be a new restaurant arriving there. It's going to be called Cargo Food Authority. Um, and uh, apparently it's going to be sort of like a, a food truck um, kind of idea, but instead of trucks, they're going to have shipping containers uh, with each of these different uh, little restaurants, mini restaurants in there, different kind of food. Uh, they're calling it food hall style. There's going to be tacos, wings, pizza, pan-Asian food, um, and be- and beer and uh, spirits from Tattersall um, Distilling. Um, Northeast. So, yeah, so it all seems pretty awesome. There's going to be a whole bunch of selections down there. Um, you know, this, this is going to be opening a little bit later in the season. November 7th is the opening date. And uh, there's going to be some delicious food. They're going to open it up when the weather gets nice eventually in April when the Wolves are in the playoffs again um, for some outdoor uh, seating. Apparently the table's going to be shipping pallets. Uh, I don't know about that. You might get a splinter on your table or something like that. So shipping pallets for, ta- for tables. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have bars and, and lots of fun stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. Sky, are you excited for Cargo Food Authority? Yeah, the food options sound more interesting than what was at Hubert's. I mean, Hubert's uh, was fine, but it's mostly your standard it's kind like of bar, bar food. food. Yeah, and uh, you know, if if I may make a suggestion, oh please, something please, I always please. thought Hubert's did not capitalize on. Oh. was that you know how you can enter the arena through Hubert's? Yes, you need that. Well, the, there's always a Short line lines, there. Yeah. And they never really, I always felt like when I was standing in line, if those bartenders were paying attention, I'd be like, hey, get me a beer real quick. Here's, a, here's some cash. <laughs> and I can, I can finish it while I'm in line. Wow, it's a long I think, line, yeah. I think they should just set up something next to the line where it's like cash only. You can get a sh- shot or two or something like that. Because if, when you're in line, you're like, yeah, I'm stuck here for another five can minutes be before I can line. get in. Let's, let's take a quick shot. Or you're shot there or right when they're doing Anthem. You can put in an order real quick during Anthem. That's what I'm saying. I just think that there's <laughs> a lot of opportunities here that Hubert's never really capitalized on, on serving the people who are waiting in line to get into the arena and I hope that this place can do that you know we're not just a podcast that tells you about what the Wolves did this last week you know we got ideas we got ideas about what needs to happen at Target Center and that's just one of them right there it's just a, just a little little nugget while um, we're talking about new food yeah. and ideas mm-hmm. uh, I saw that the TCL 612 Lounge Bar Ooh, will have a selection of upstairs right that's right upstairs that's, that's, that's 200 level the level we're not allowed on no we're not that fancy yet we're just men of the people just like you and me <laughs> you know uh, it will have a selection of 32 bourbons and whiskeys. Ooh. I tweeted at our man, Minnesota Mun, Jeff Munke. Munke. I said, if you need somebody to try 32 bourbons in 32 games or pair each bourbon with a visiting team, I'm your guy. Scott, how do, how do people follow us on Twitter? It's at Wolvescast. I'm Ooh. glad you asked. At Wolvescast. Nice. Just the name of the show. Nice and easy. Or go to Wolvescast.com. You'll find a link to our Twitter there. And I just I just want to reiterate this on the pod because I'm trying to get this to become a thing. I'm going to speak it into existence, Neil. That's how you do uh, it. I'm a bourbon fan. I love me my, myself some bourbon. Uh-huh. And I'm really good at pairing things to other things. Like I was just listening to some of our old pods today to get psyched up for yeah. our pod. Our, the beers. We did an episode where I matched... Uh, New new girl characters with Timberwolves players <laughs> on Twitter a couple oh. weeks ago. I did Kanye West albums and uh, Timberwolves players. You like to match I'm them really, up. I'm really good at matching things, and so I know there's only 29 different teams visiting us this year, and that's not quite the full 32. But I really think that having me get a bourbon per game and like pairing it with uh, other NBA teams, I think that would be some great free content. It's great. So all I'm asking is, you don't have to give me a ticket to the 200 level. You just got to give me some whiskey, please. <laughs> There's lots of other uh, cool food items that are going to be new um, on the concourse this season. So make sure you check those out. We'll be checking them out throughout oh, yeah. the season and reviewing them, consuming them, reviewing them, taking pictures, 
all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that. We'll have Target Center food review. That's our segment where we review some food. And if this is week one for you on the pod and you're going to home opener, get a parlor burger. That is our go-to. Get that's a parlor the main burger. One. Yep, yep. Until we can review food, that if you're looking for a standby, that's incredible. Parlor burger is number one. It's at the top of the mountain right now. That's right. Um, okay. Um, we um, we are a a podcast that has bills to pay. We we have we have costs. Um, you know, hosting. Website. I just thought we should charge you for this, but Neil said no, 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 let's no keep it free. No, let's do let's do a free show and instead have sponsor. And um, Scott, how about you tell us um, about our wonderful sponsor this week? Absolutely, this was a sponsor that we told you about after the playoffs last year. We realized we were entering that dark, depressing time known as summer when there's Ooh. no professional basketball on, uh, and that's a tough time. And you know, thank God we all made it through. I'm glad you have joined us again on the other side of this miserable stretch of non-professional basketball and men's basketball games. That's right. But uh, we promoted a service last year on the pod called Frozen Fan. You remember it. It's for fans who didn't want to wait all offseason. They will cryogenically freeze you and then awaken you on opening day. So for anyone who took up our special promo code offer at the end of last offseason and froze yourself, and just awakened on Tuesday. Welcome back. You so came much back. Has happened. You come back just in time to get the pod again on a weekly basis. So we're happy to have you back. Yeah. We've had a very crazy August. I'm sure someone will fill you in. You know, crazy mm-hmm. September. So wild. Things have gone down. I think it's probably for the best you've been asleep for it all, is what I'm saying. Yes. But Frozen Fan wants to uh, welcome you back with a very special offer. You know, if you're still getting your bearings straight, there's been some Jimmy drama. As the wolf howls. The good, the good news is, is uh, Carl Anthony Towns signed a contract extension. So, yes. you know, you have that to look forward to. I know a lot of people feel like we're in a state of limbo right now. So if you want to check out until this Jimmy Butler trade drama is done, Frozen Fan is here with a special offer just for you. They have, use promo code FrozenBuckets at FrozenFan.com. Go to FrozenFan.com slash WolvesCast. Yeah, we got our own promo code. That's right. The promo code is FrozenBuckets. What you can do is freeze yourself until Jimmy Butler is traded to a different team. No more worrying about this drama. No more checking Twitter every day, waiting for new news to drop, wondering if today is going to be the day. The waiting is the hardest part, Neil. Just freeze yourself, okay? It's very simple. Go into a nice, comfortable, deep sleep. And, uh, you know, we'll open you up and, and introduce you back to the NBA season once Jimmy Butler is out of here and the Timberwolves can look forward. That's right. And Frozen Fan would also like us to reach out to the families and friends of people who've selected Frozen Fan Premium, Ooh. which allows you to freeze yourself until the Timberwolves win the championship. Right. Just yes. uh, they wanted to reach out to family and friends and let them know that uh, things are still OK. Their, be, their beloved be right. ones are their vitals are fine yes not great they're fine so please uh, make sure you check out frozen fan thank you so much to frozen fan for supporting this episode of wolf's cast that's right frozen fan stay on ice until jimmy plays nice i'm worried i'm worried i'm really really worried i'm worried i'm worried i'm freaking out here i'm not worried i'm not worried i mean why, why would i be worried i'm not worried i'm not worried you're not worried are you all right, worried, not worried. Yes, that's the segment uh, where we ask each other if we're worried or not. You know, it's early in the season, and that's perfect time for worrying, you know? Neil, are you worried or are you not worried? Just existentially. Generally, I am worried about this. Yes, yes. I'm worried. Well, I'm, I'm not worried about life. I'm worried about the team. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about big picture life stuff. I'm, I'm kind of worried big picture. Well, yeah, I guess that goes without saying. The general, the general things, you know, climate change. You know, I'm kind of a uh, worried medium picture too. 
<laughs> yeah. Like my long-term outlook. Next, on like 10 years. Of, yeah. My personal life, Next but also on the global scale. And then on a microcosm, we're going to find out if we're worried or not worried about our Timberwolves team right uh, now. That's right. We're going to focus on the team, the team part of uh, being worried about life right now. Alexi, change, change this face. Be happy. Enjoy. I got rid of a lot of the drops of players who are no longer with us, but for some reason, the rookie one's got to stay. Uh, I wouldn't do this show otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one is just so good. That one is so usable for other mm-hmm. things, you know? So It'll, all, it's it'll all, always be. It's all good. Um, okay, first one here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it at you, Scott. Uh, worried or not worried, uh, Towns' usage rate this season. He was, uh, uh, you know, very low last year, fifth on the team in usage rate. Um, usage rate loosely kind of, uh, uh, you know, is... is uh, you know, defined by, you know, when you basically end a possession, you know, who ends a possession with the ball in their hands, whether it be a shot or, or getting fouled or, or whatever, or even a turnover, I think, can, can uh, apply to usage rate. Um, 22% for Towns last season. Very, very low for a player of his skill. But uh, do you think they'll yeah, turn around this year? Uh, there was a worried? stat that was going around that was like, I think it was PER or something. It's something about offensive stats. And they're saying like, ta- of all, all the top 30 players that were, you know, in the stat, um, being the best offensive players, Cat mm. was like last in usage. Right. <laughs> like yeah. he's barely, like this is a guy who almost went 50, 40, 90 yes. last season. Like he was like 65, 40, you know, 85 or something. Gotta put the ball in his hands. Yeah. And you know what, Neil? I am worried because it's not like this is looking like it was going to change yesterday. I know he had foul trouble. But even before the foul trouble started, it seems like he only had one shot in the first quarter. Mm. And Cat, let's 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 just say Cat gets three to four shots per quarter. Yeah. You know, because I know sometimes he can play a little passive. You know, in the ways that he only wants to look for a shot when he's in the right spot. But we got to run some plays for him. You know, we've got to at least. It's weird too because usually you hear about when the game gets started, you run some plays for the big man to get him involved. Yeah, we don't do that. If yeah. anything, I feel like we run plays for Andrew Wiggins to start the game. Right. Yeah, you're right. To get we Wiggins don't, we involved. Don't post up. Towns first play every game and I mean uh, I forget if it was Britt Robson who said it on Twitter or if it was Jim Pete and Dave Benz on the mic last night but after Towns I think fouled out they were like this is why you've got to get it to Towns a few times is because he's he's pressing too hard he hasn't felt like he's been involved and so now he's taking he's charging over people to in committing three he committed three offensive fouls last night moving picks and it was just like him trying too hard to get his points and so you got to feed him a little bit so that he doesn't start playing desperately and getting into foul trouble and he's your best offensive player he's one of the best offensive players in the league you know he still has a way to go on defense but he's the one of the very best most talented offensive players and the fact that you know he he still played 22 minutes last night and only had six shots like that's 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 wrong and yeah. uh it's it was the most disturbing trend from last year and it looks like it's going to continue yeah i'm also worried about this but i will add the caveat of this is something that i feel like and hopefully will change once the butler deal happens butler's 23 shots last uh wednesday night um and so i feel like I am worried about it, but hopefully it will be something that once Butler is gone, it will alleviate itself. On the other hand, I don't know. Thibodeau teams don't necessarily ever feature big players. And, you know, for Towns, especially with his unique skill set, they need to po- they need him to get the ball inside, but then also run plays for him from three. He's the best 
shooter on the team um, from the three-point line. And and it just seems like running plays for your center to shoot threes is not something Tom Thibodeau would just have in his book, right? This is not something he's going to do. I hope he proves us wrong, but uh, past I mean, performances say he it's, he will not. I mean, Joakim Noah got top five in MP, MVP voting when he played for Tibbs. There's that yeah. one season where he basically ran the offense through Joakim, and Joakim was getting like triple doubles all the time. So I hope it's that's not, a thing. It's not I like Tibbs is against the idea, but it's just like, it just seems, like you said, the usage rate of five... Uh, He's fifth on this team. Fifth. There's not one person who should be getting more shots than him, let alone four. Yeah. Like it's just it's absurd, and it's it's uh, it's it's just brain dead coaching. It's a really poor reflection on the coach if you can't get your best offensive player to have the most shots. Yeah, agreed. And I mean a little bit it's Towns, but mostly it's it's the team. Yeah. Um. All right, Neil. My question for you: Are you worried? Are you not worried about Jimmy Butler potentially getting hurt? Oh, no. Yes. That, uh, oh, man. Uh, well, after one game of watching Jimmy Butler play in Timberwolves uniform, knowing that he will be traded soon, he's on the market. Yes, I am worried. Uh, it, it is. It takes. I have to burn calories to not think about Jimmy Butler turning his ankle. Um, you know, he fell down a couple times in that game. He was, you know, shaking his hand off a couple times. He had surgery on, especially with that surgery. It's just like... Any even a small injury to Jimmy Butler just derails his trade value and and probably pushes this whole process back to the trade deadline or something like that. So very worried about it. I, I just it, it's totally possible, especially with his history. Right. He This happens to him a lot. He's not like a bulletproof guy. It's something you have to worry about every season regardless. But yeah. the thing is, I mean, we're already playing a dangerous game having him be out and playing games because if he gets hurt, then you get nothing for him. And once again. I think that I'm on the fence of on the side of the fence that says if you call his bluff and offer him the money, he will stay here because I think what's most important to Jimmy is money, and he wants to get wow. that. And that's not an insult, Neil. I'm not trying to insult the man. Uh, maybe no, it's fine. an insult if you it's taken in the context of him saying all I care about is winning. That's not true, my friend. You <laughs> care about money, and you know what? If I was getting the last big contract of my life, and there's a fifty million dollar difference, I would choose the way to get the extra fifty million. That's just me, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm not blaming sure, him for sure, that. Sure. But um, you know, I digress. What I'm trying to say here is, if he gets hurt, then you can't trade him, and you might lose him for nothing at the end of the season can we talk about something with jimmy real quick sure it wasn't a good time to fit it in we haven't talked since the practice we haven't been on mic since the practice the infamous uh-huh. practice yeah. you can't win without me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need me practice and everyone was kind of and like once again all this is coming from jimmy's side he's a tour right. de force jimmy's it. back he's leaking it it was it was it's like bernie it lee agent. wrote those tweets for for woge you know that's right it was so blatantly from his side and if you haven't listened to the zach Lowe jeff van gundy podcast it's very good they start the first 20 minutes just railing against the media for like how they're just like passing along everything that his agent has been saying and stuff like that it's a very enlightening yes. first 20 minutes yes. um so listen to the little post for that but my thing is, everyone's making a big deal. Jimmy with the third strainers. He he beat the starters. Jimmy with the third strainers. We've all played pickup hoops, Neil. And sometimes you're playing with some strangers. And one stranger is like angry. He's playing way too hard. You're like, somebody's going to get hurt if you're trying to go up with this guy. He's like digging his elbow into you. And you're like, dude, this is a friendly game. Or at the very least, we're not professional players. We have jobs tomorrow and stuff. Like, I'm not going to get injured playing, yeah, playing you, you know. And so what do you do? You back off him. You're like, fine, you're going to be a jerk. Be a jerk. You know, go ahead and elbow people and stuff. I'm not going to stand in your way. Go ahead. This yeah, is a pickup game. I don't care about yeah. this. Which brings me to scrimmage. 
you know, this is a practice. This season hasn't even started. All these guys shouldn't be going at 100%. You know, this is a practice. And Jimmy comes out trying 110%, throwing bows. And like, yeah, I would just back up too and be like, fine, Jimmy. Like, this is clearly a you issue. And I'm not going to get hurt like trying to like match your energy in this meaningless practice. And I wonder if they smelled it. I wonder if his teammates smelled it. Like, I think too, so. Like, 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 wait a minute. No, what's going on Nobody's here? like taking a charge from Jimmy in practice to like right. make a point. Jimmy was the only one trying to make a point there. And so I think that like, of course, he won with the third stringers i bet no one was guarding him even you know and third stringers are nba players it's not like they're chumps right right like they are they're right in the precipice of being nba players so it's like yeah so and like i'm yeah. at practice and somebody comes in and just going super aggro and antagonizing like i'm gonna back down to him it's fine it's dude. it's it. practice yeah whatever anyways okay. that's my tangent <laughs> all right next one here worried or not worried Scott, are you worried that the team might actually be good here to start the season are you worried that they will win too many games and that will somehow delay this whole process or make you know the, make the hot seat uh, less warm for, for Tom Thibodeau or or maybe will delay a Butler trade worried or not worried I'm not worried if they're winning too many games maybe we keep Tibbs because maybe he's a good coach then if there he's coaching go. this team to success mm. then that's not a bad thing and I also think that if our team is being successful it's probably because of Jimmy Butler which is only going to drive up his trade value right. if you see like wow Jimmy Butler did all this extra stuff in the offseason requested a trade and yet is professional enough to be in that locker room and not make it about him and he's actually winning games and this team is being successful with him as one of the two best players on the team that's going to make me want to trade for him more I'm going to be like I was thinking he's a drama queen and it would be bad for our clubhouse but clearly that's not the case it's look, worth it look at him men defenses <laughs> just to get guy. through these games yeah <laughs> so i think if we do well it's only going to drive up his trade bargain and then we get richardson and a bio yeah <laughs> give us bam too uh i'm gonna say worried on this one i am worried that they will actually be good because while it would be cool for this season to just like you know pick up where we left off and keep this thing going i'm just thinking about more of the medium to long term here and i just think in that situation it's best if we get rid of tom thibodeau and if jimmy butler can be moved out the door quicker so i feel like a total collapse while it would be painful in the short term i think would be more worth it in the medium to long term just get just rip the band-aid off right just that that's my thing counterpoint to with. that though we're good jimmy leaves for nothing we fire tibbs and then free, free agents, agents are going to be like well, that team was it was respectable. Like it wasn't that. like that team folded without Jimmy. Like they'll, they'll I think like, yeah. if we're good, we can sign people with the cap space that j- jettisoning Jimmy will open yeah. up. And if we're good and we fire tips, it's going to be more enticing for free agent coaches to come here yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Come on through you guys. Yeah, I like that. Could work either way. Don't be afraid of being good Timberwolves fans. Yeah, yeah. All right, Neil, final one. You're going to the game tomorrow. We're yep. recording this on Thursday, the night before the home opener. Home opener. Can't Neil, love. you got tickets tomorrow. I was going to go with you. I'm out of town for a wedding. <sighs> But I'll be thinking of it. <laughs> My question is, are you worried about Target Center Boo Birds this season? Not Ooh. just for Kevin Love, which I think we're a little past by this yeah. point, but also for Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau. Wow. You know, I am. Wow. Let's see how I want to phrase this. You know, worried or not worried about the Boo Birds. I am. You know, I think they're coming. I think they're out there. I think it's going to be very loud uh, when uh, when Jimmy Butler gets announced Friday night at Target Center. But I am not worried about it. I don't know, uh, you know, don't know why that's such a bad thing. I think it's just, you know, fans, uh, you know, kind of voicing the sort of um, the most uh, common and obvious uh, displeasure in, in what has transpired here. And I don't really see how it's too much of a bad thing. I mean, other than the fact that it's uh, just overall a bad atmosphere. I feel like we're already there. It's not like things can get much worse. Um, you know, and a little bit of animosity from the crowd while Glenn 
is sitting courtside. He hears it all. He feels all of it. Um, I think that can go a long way. Maybe you know, Glenn is worried about the bottom line more than anything else. I could see that. Oh man, the fans are not happy here. I feel like that could be definitely be a thing and could maybe influence things to go in the right direction. I don't think the fans are going to boo Kevin Love. I think he is especially it, so it, innocent. Neil. Relatively here, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, maybe the vitriol will be raised on Wolf fans. Just overall, they're just like, nah. We booed him last Caleb, year. Love, you're out of here. Jimmy Butler, you're out of here. All these guys. But I think I just think that Kevin Love to me now in relation when you put him next to Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau, he's the least hated of the three of them. So eh, maybe there'll be some booze, but it'll be far less than what we hear from for for Tom and Jimmy. Um, but I don't know, Scott. What do you think? Is uh, worried or not worried about the Target Center Boo Birds? I am worried. I do think that this could influence Glenn's opinion. I think Glenn mm. is the kind of guy who's worried about fans booing the home ticket team. Sales. I think he not even ticket sales. He's got the money. I think he's just worried about being the owner who's has fans booing i think he doesn't like yeah. that culturally i think you'd rather yeah. have a like a nice team of good guys than a winning team you know that kind of thing yeah he, uh, would, he would he would so i i'm a little worried about that i don't want to judge anyone who's booing that's your right you bought the ticket you voice your opinion how you want it to be but i just think that we could be better than that and to reference midtown's second album living well neil is the best revenge <laughs> Living well is the best revenge. And so oh. Kevin Love comes back. If we're booing him, it just is he's going to be like, yeah, well, I, was, I was that hot girlfriend who got away, yeah. you know, and yeah. you guys yeah. are still jaded five years later. Yeah. And I think that like Kevin Love, we shouldn't feel that angry about because we have now seen our ceiling with Kevin Love would have never been good enough because he was like David Kahn said, shouts to David Kahn, the third best player on a championship team, which yeah. he was when he won with Cleveland. And so I think we could safely say our ceiling was was limited with him here and him leaving led to the second best thing to ever happen to this franchise drafting Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. We have a future now. Oh my God. We have a future now because he forced his way out. And plus with all the mental health stuff, he's been very bravely taking up and talking about. Awesome. I think it's really slimy for us to boo him. I think like, yeah. one of the cool things when he left was he actually shouted out these in his letter. He said, thanks for not burning my Jersey guys. Cause there's that viral <laughs> video where we looked like we were going to burn yeah. his Jersey. And we didn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think like, that's the kind of fan base I want. I want to be known as the fan base that is like understanding of like the realities of the NBA when players move and stuff like that. And I just think that, uh, it's never a good look, even if it's justified to boo your own team, because what is everyone on the Cavs bench going to think when they hear that? Oh, shit. I don't want to play for Minnesota. <laughs> you know, like when you league wide perception, when fans boo their own team, it makes it a less enticing place for free agents than it already is. So let's not be the people who boo their own team. Let's just, you know, be the bigger person and enjoy some basketball. Don't boo. Don't boo. We'll see. I'm on team no boo. No boo. Boo the refs. You've come a long way. Boo you used the to refs. be very vocal. You used to like be so intense to the refs and stuff, man. Like this is you turn a new leaf here with this no boo stuff. <laughs> I still feel bad about refs though. I'll still I'll still be a little unreasonable about about, about refs though. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, great. All right. That's worried. Not worried. Let us know. On like Twitter those refs last in. night. Yeah. Fouling out towns. A lot of those are ticky tacky. Any other superstar in the league isn't gonna get fouled out on those. They were bad. No both respect. Ways. San Antonio fans were not happy last night either. Yeah. But yeah, let us know what you're worried or not worried about uh, here this season. And then the refs who overturned that home run in the MLB game. Jose oh. Altuve should have had that home run. That was BS. No interference. Crazy. All right. Uh, let's get to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. This is a segment where we give out awards. 
Welcome. You're here. You're listening to us for the first time. Prestigious. You don't know what a weekly Wolfie is. It is a, a Wolfie is like a Grammy or an Emmy. Or a know, Dundee. A Dundee. This is a, this is a Wolfie, and we give them out weekly. Little Ooh. tiny, little tiny uh, statues for for things. Um, I'll get us started off. I want to give, and oh, here's the other thing about Weekly Wolfie: it can be for something notable and good, or it can be for something that we don't like and we just want to point out and say this is bad. Don't don't get down with this. So it could go either way. You can uh, be dishonored by uh, by a Wolfie as much as you can enjoy it. Uh, weekly Wolfie this week for me is a good thing. Uh, it is the new Minnesota Timberwolves app. That's right. Uh, at least on iOS, the Minnesota Timberwolves app is very much improved. Um, there's a lot going on with this app now. Uh, lots of Timberwolves fans do not enjoy the Flash Seats experience. Uh, and I haven't had too many bad experiences with Flash Seats, but their app is hot garbage. Uh, it hasn't been updated in a long time. All the buttons look all weird, and it's just not easy to use, and it's kind of a mess. But um, now Flash Seats and everything with your tickets has been integrated into the official Timberwolves team uh, app here. So go check it out. All your tickets will be there. You can sell your tickets there. You can get a 3D view from your seat. That's how you're going to enter the building, all that good stuff. Also, um, you know, they have arena stuff. You can, uh, you know, browse uh, where the where the nearest concession stand is. You're trying to get that parlor burger, trying to figure out where it is. Well, you're going to find out right there in the app where it is. Uh, merchandise, you know, fan assistance if you need help during the game. They have a schedule, full schedules in there. They got team news and updates and stats and um, just just everything you could possibly need. So I'm really uh, happy with how this app looks and works. And I'm really glad, most of all, that they sort of integrated the Flash Seats experience into there. Whoops, because it was not very good on its own, but it is awesome and totally updated within the official Timberwolves app. So go check that out. Thank you for updating your app, y'all. It's appreciate nice. it. It's nice. Appreciate it. Nice apps. Yeah. All right. My Wolfie this week is going to go to Drew Wiggs. Shout out to Drew Wiggs, man. Right. He finally listened. New father, Andrew Wiggins, oh. welcomes his daughter, Amaya, Amaya. into the world. All right. Spelled A-M-Y-A-H. Amaya I like to think Wiggs. it's because uh, Amaya Moore is this Amaya. Probably. Probably. But, you know, we'll Amaya. say it is because it's a good story. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Not only is he a new father, not only has he handled this Jimmy Butler stuff pretty well, I think, not getting salty in the press except for that Stephen Jackson thing. But I like that. You got to have a little bite, Wiggs. Go ahead and show him a little bite. <laughs> Old dude stay hating. Hashtag. Um, but Wiggins has also announced he's donating $22 to charity for every point he scores. That's a lot of money. That means every three-pointer he splashes. That's 66 bucks. It's yes. almost like he has a max contract. He scored 20 points yesterday. That's $440. Straight charity. So that's wow. it's nice. Every time you, f- you see Wiggins score, you can feel good for two reasons now. One, that helps the team. <laughs> two, it's get him some good money, some good places. He's a good dog dad, we know. So Aww. I think he's going to be a good uh, real person dad. Yep. And I, I think it's works. crazy. I'm like... Man, I don't feel ready for a child right now in my life. And he's got a child now. He's 23. <laughs> he is a child himself. But I realize he's been a professional for like five years now. Forever, yeah. He has a, way more than enough money to take care of that child. Mm-hmm. So like, good for him. Like, If I had that money, I would already be a couple of kids deep too. So That's right. shouts to you, Drew Wiggs. Uh, go be a daddy. Be, have a great season. I hope I'm looking forward to watching you play. Watching you play was the highlight, I think, of that Spurs game. So, shouts to Drew Wiggs. You and get this weekly Wolfie. Also, it continues the lineage of basketball family. 
uh, uh, follow his uh, baby mama on uh, Instagram, and she played uh, college hoops for Notre Dame D one program. So game you know, recognizes his, game. Andrew's father played in the NBA. His mother is a track athlete. You know, Olympic track track athlete. So you know, so you're saying Amaya Wiggins in the WNBA twenty years from now, balling, book it, balling. It's gonna happen. Heck yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. Okay, uh, good. That's weekly Wolfies, and uh, to close out every every single episode of Wolf's Cast. We play a game. Scott is a trivia host by trade. Many years under his belt of hosting games. Our numbers have been sphere. bad. No, oh, what do you mean at Darby's? At Darby's, it's oh. a low turnout. It, I mean, well, this isn't the part to do that, but you know that's coming up later. Okay, we'll but, stick uh, around for the shout out. Stick Darby's, around sorry. for the shout out to that. But yeah, Scott Scott knows how to host some games. So typically he uh, quizzes me at the end of a show. I'm gonna get some quizzes of my own in here. I'm gonna quiz you. I gotta turn the table some more more offering it yeah yeah but now uh, that i've won at jeopardy it's time <laughs> that's right scott's our, our if you haven't listened winner. to the jeopardy episode Go i know back, like listen we Most dropped it in the, in the middle of the butler drama <laughs> but like sometimes you want to consume some timberwolves content that's not tied into like the current storyline right that's it's right. A, it's it's evergreen it's fun to listen to Check i'd it. recommend it all right well neil were you on twitter today uh, a little bit yeah why there was a viral sensation today from at the dad Great, great handle, at the dad. I don't know if I saw it. Uh, He tweeted, forget astrology. The tagline of the number one movie at the box office, the day you were born, that determines your fate from now on. (laughs) So everybody today was quote tweeting this, with taglines from the movie that was number one when they were born. I was born in 1985. I I do not know, wait, on the day they were born or the number one movie from that year? No, the number one movie that was number one, the day you were born. Okay. Neil, here's your tagline. Okay. He was never in time for his classes. He wasn't in time for his dinner. Then one day, he wasn't in his time at all. It's not like Ferris Bueller, is it? What is it? Back to the Future 2. Oh, nice. Nice. Mine is Living on the Edge. It's the only way he lives. The Living Daylights, which is a James Bond movie. Ooh, James which Bond. one? The Living Daylights. It's one of the. Wait, t- that's the name of the movie. Yeah, The Living Daylights. Oh, it's not I called James. That one. It's uh, right after Roger Moore stopped playing Bond, and then there's this guy Richard something, Tobin okay. or something. Yeah. He only was Bond for two movies, and this is the first of those a two. Rare Bond movie. Yeah. Successful number one. Yeah, for about two weeks. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, Neil, I'm going to give you the tagline for a bunch of different Timberwolves players. Amazing. You're going to try and give me the player. If you can't give me the player from just the tagline, I will then reveal the movie to you. If you still can't get it, I'll give you the date. And so you can try and figure it out that way. Okay. All right, now let's get it started. They're back to save America from the 90s. <laughs> They're back to save America from the 90s. Not a great tagline. I'm not going to blame you. It's like another time-traveling movie. All right? They're back to save America from the 90s. Um, so I have to guess a player who's... Who, who's uh, that Yeah, that's their tagline. It was the birth, it was their birthday when this movie was number one. Or you can just say, give me the movie title. Oh, what's the movie title? The Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that was probably like 96 or something like that. Maybe like 95. Um, okay, so let's see. I will guess Andrew Wiggins. Hey! Congratulations. What a guess. What a February guess. 1995. Pretty bunch movie. Nice. All right. Let's go to our next one, Neil. Part man, part vampire, all hero. <laughs> there were some better taglines for this movie that would have fit the player better, but Neil would have never been able to guess the movie if I used those taglines. Part man, part vampire, all hero. All hero. What's the movie? Blade. Ooh, Blade. Wesley Snipes. 
probably about the same era, maybe a little bit earlier though. Um, let me guess, Jeff Teague. It's incorrect, Neil. It's 1998 uh, September. Oh, so it was later than Brady. Yep. Uh, so okay, so 1998. Uh, Okoji? I don't know. Okogi. That's right, the young buck. Okay, born in '98. Wow, crazy. Wow, is he the young, is he the youngest on the team? I believe so. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do another one. Neil, this one I'll give you two different taglines. What most people call hell, he calls home. <laughs> also, a different tagline: No man, no law, no war can stop him. Is this the like uh, Adam Sandler like like movie where he's like? <laughs> He's like a Satan or whatever. Oh, what is that? Little Nicky? Yeah, no, is this no, like it's Little Nicky. This, this, this one the, is out of the 90s. What's the tagline? Uh, what most people call hell, he calls home. Or, no man, no law, no war can stop it. What is it, like Rambo or something? It is Rambo, First Blood Part 2. <laughs> Rambo, okay, so that was like an 80s movie probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so someone a little bit older, someone maybe closer to our own age. Uh, how about Anthony Tolliver? Hey! June 1985. Only a few months older than you, Neil. Wow. 1985 right there. AT. AT. All right, here we go. Next one, Neil. New animals, new adventures, same hair. <laughs> what tagline? No, when you say tagline, it's like on the movie poster. <laughs> yeah. New animals, new adventures, same hair? Yep. Like some Pixar thing or something like that, some like Disney, like I don't know what's the movie. Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. <laughs> okay, so the the sequel to Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yep. Right. Uh, okay, so that's early '90s. That's uh, probably '92 or '94 or something like that. Okay. Um, hmm, 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 hmm. I'm going to guess uh, who would be born during that time. Hmm. Let me guess. Uh, I think it's C.J. Williams. Does he count C.J. Williams on this one? Ah. November 1995, this movie 95. came out. Okay, later than oh, Okay, so uh, someone was born in 95, someone was 23 or 24 years old. Um, Gorky? Gorky Chang? It is Cat, uh, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, okay. 95. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, we'll do one more. Let's do, he's crude, he's crass, he's family. Which actually might be appropriate for this to describe this player, so maybe this, this works. He's crude, he's crass, he's family. Uh, what's the movie? Uncle Buck. Oh, no. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> John Candy. That's right. You know, Uncle Buck. Um, I mean, the hint, I think, gives it away. Say it's Jimmy Butler. That's right, September 1989. Wow, 89. Uncle Buck. I saw the movie for the first time. Really? Yeah. And they did an Uncle Buck joke in this week's SNL. I (laughs) I forget where it was. Someone did an Uncle Buck joke. Yeah, it was in uh, Weekend Update, I think. (laughs) What a curveball, that Uncle (laughs) Buck joke. Uncle Buck joke. All right, nice game. That's a good one. Check it out, everybody. Go look up. wonderful game. What's the number one movie on your birthday? And uh, the tweet was from... I uh, tried to look it up for Tom Thibodeau, but they didn't keep (laughs) box office stats for like 1958. So sorry, everyone. (laughs) Could not find that out. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a good game. Scott, so good at making games. I love it. That's right. We're back. We're back, baby. Not even sticking to the old favorite sometimes. New games. It's new games all the time. Um, well, good. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This uh, this uh, it's fun to get back in the saddle here. Do it, do it. Uh, you know, the season has begun, so we're back in Wolves Cast, 
Thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back uh, next week with another show. Um, Scott, uh, tell us about trivia. What's what's your trivia situation? Hey, everybody! These days? I host trivia every Tuesday. Come on down to Darby's Pub and Grill. It's in Minneapolis. It's right by Target Field. Uh, it's right off a of light rail stop, the Target Field Station. If you want to take the light rail to trivia, it's at 6 p.m. every Tuesday. I host. I gave out everybody who came to trivia this week. Neil got a Timberwolves basketball card. Amazing. So you come on by. Everybody. Everybody. Just by coming. So wow. you want to come by, even if you're not good at trivia. I have lots of weird prizes that go to random people for random stuff. And if you come to trivia, you're going to get an extra point just for listening to the podcast. All I need to do is draw a hoop. You know, hoop with a basket, backboard, basket, hoop, draw a hoop up next to your team name. I'll give you an extra point just for listening to the podcast. Please come on by. The numbers are not great. I've been doing it there for eight years, and we need to boost those numbers wow. or else I will not make nine. So <laughs> come on down, everybody. I promise it'll be a good time. Even if you just want to come before a Timberwolves game on a Tuesday night, I can get through the first three rounds. You can win a round of drinks before the game even gets close to tip. So come on down to Darby's. I hope I see you all there. Perfect. Thanks for listening to us, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at WolvesCast. We'll be here every Friday every week of this season and uh yeah we'll be back next week thank you so much for listening frozen fan don't grow old just feel cold frozen fan don't take a pill just be chill frozen fan putting the burr in high burr nation